Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about hangovers. This might seem kind of like a funny topic to some people like oh isn't a hangover just physically uncomfortable does it really have anything to do with anxiety is this just something you don't like um which yes but also for me there is definitely sort of an anxiety spiral that happens with hangovers what about you chris yeah definitely and i think it's become more complicated over the years. Hangovers tend to do that, but I think it's become more complicated as it relates to anxiety as well, because obviously there's a certain element of being hungover where you have to replay. Like if you are truly, truly hungover, like you, you really just went for it because you forgot how old you were for a second. Then you wake up the next day and you're like, you're, you're dealing with a whole host of things because you, you have anxiety because of the physical side of things because of the mental side of things, because like there's there's literally like a hundred buttons you could press to really increase your anxiety. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a beautiful, complicated mess. And I, I'm sure we'll get into it in some more depth, but I think it's one of these things is as you get older, you're like, you're like, I really got to make this, uh, make this night count because tomorrow is going to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't, I can't, I don't even play that game with myself, Chris. Like that is just playing with fire. And I know that like, if I tried to make this night count, I will be bedridden for two weeks. Like, <laughs> like if I try to have like a crazy hurrah, like it will be the end of me. So heavy drinking is definitely a thing of my college years. Um, it is no longer something I try to do. I pretty much had a six pack to myself after a holiday uh, like Christmas party a couple years back. And that was the last time I really like, you know, drank too much and was like, oh, yeah, we're never going to do this again. But then... <laughs> um, I, I don't drink heavily anymore and I still get really awful hangovers. And so there's like an element of like, this is unfair that also kind of compounds to the anxiety. But uh, even as a, you know, like mild drinker, like I'm almost like the kind of drinker that like, you know, you read the studies and they're like, one glass of red wine is good for your heart. Like I'm actually truly that kind of drinker now. And I still get hangovers because my body hates me. So I'm a little anxious about that. Fair enough. Well, we can dive into all that stuff. I have plenty to say about it. Plenty of experiences with hangovers. Um, although I was not I, I have been notably resilient um, throughout the years, but um, that resilience is is more in question than it's ever been. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna happily sort of get into that. But it, I also think that this is. This is something we'll get into a little bit later as well, but I did discover the term hangxiety uh, while I was I looking it. at, so I was prepping for the episode a little bit and I was like, I wonder if this is like a thing. And then I typed in 
hangover anxiety. And it was like the entire front page of Google was like, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. And I was like, okay. So this is a thing. Not only a thing, it's a thing that has like a portmanteau for it. Exactly. And so that was the sign. Once I saw that, I was like, okay, we are on to something. Yeah. But (laughs) let's back up for a second. We uh, go back to our scale here to check in a little bit before we get into the episode. On a scale of one to waking up at 3 a.m. and realizing just how hungover you're going to be tomorrow, where are you at? Um, I've gone down to about a four. I was like a six earlier today because I was hungover most of the day from having one cocktail. I repeat, <laughs> one celebratory cocktail. Um. So basically I had like one old fashioned and then within two hours, it was just like a cacophony of hell in my head. And (laughs) it got to the point where like I was lying down, still couldn't sleep, took medicine, still couldn't sleep, finally passed out, woke up, still had a headache, took more medicine, went back to bed, woke up, still had a headache and then was just like, fuck it, I need to continue my day. And that kind of went on until around 6 p.m. So, you know, just sort of, I get into these these spirals where it's like, I know that alcohol does this to me. And it's probably a combination of like, I think really what it is, is that um, like my liver is kind of tired from all the like medications that I put it through for just existing. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and um so when my bra- when my body takes an alcohol, it's like, come on, girl, we're busy here. Um, but it's like, enough is enough. Yeah, but I'm like, oh come on, guys, just one. I just want like a little tiny buzz, and then my body's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, girl, we're busy, we're busy today. And so, um, pretty much that's like the constant dynamic, and I'm always like, but maybe just one, and then it's like you know, tw- like 80% of the time, the answer is hard. Nope. You're going to have a headache. But that 20% of the time that's like, oh, you're yeah, no hangover this time. I'm like, oh yeah, let's keep doing this. So um, basically, yeah, I just had to work through a hangover most of the day. And it was one of those really bad ones where like, I wanted to like crush every light with my bare hands because I hated the light so much. <laughs> and, um, I like the I like the signal like the uh, the mention of the bare hands there. The yeah, crushing the bare hands. I got yeah. a great image of you like basically attacking the light. <laughs> yeah, <just> like <laughs> some sort smash. of disgruntled yeah. mage. And <laughs> yeah, and just like sounds were driving me absolutely up the wall. I wanted to just like break the day. Di- I just wanted to break everything today. You know, that kind of fun state of mind. Yep. So, you know, that wasn't fun, but whatever. I got through it. I feel better now. I don't have a headache anymore. Or like I have sort of like the hangover of a hangover. It's like the light whisper of a headache, but like you yep. can push through it at that point. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. But I just get anxious because it feels unfair. Like I had a milestone yesterday. Like I finally reached a business goal that I've been trying to reach for four months. And I just wanted one fucking celebratory cocktail. <laughs> is that too much to ask? It is literally it? is. It literally <laughs> is because 31 is bullshit and I want my money back. 
Somebody <laughs> you realize is going to comment in the group and be like, 31, you just wait. You know <laughs> nothing of the pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to get, that's, that's, of all the things we said, that's going to get the hate mail. Someone's going to be Probably. like, 31, 31, really? Wait yeah. till you're um, 47 and hungover. That's exactly. Anyway, that's Chris. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I just like that they're so frustrated, but they still hold it back. That's the pits, Allison. <laughs> no cursing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, how am I doing? I'm good, actually. Um, not too bad. I had about, I want to say like a sixth of a bottle of wine last night or a fifth of a bottle of wine, maybe. And I feel pretty chipper. Fuck um, you. Exactly. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I knew I was asking for that. I I just figured I, we may as well get it out of the way <laughs> early <laughs> because it'll probably happen again at some point. Uh, but yeah, I I feel pretty good today. I'm I got a whole new system that I'm working with as far as like how I organize my days. So I, I started to I realized my whiteboards were getting out of control with the amount of things that I was asking of myself each day, which is something we talked about a fair bit. And so I've split my tasks on my whiteboard between focus and bonus mm -hmm. and so now i only have uh up to five tasks in my focus category and it's making my life a little bit easier i have to admit because i come to my office and on the whiteboard and sort of like 15 things which are they are color-coded because i'm way over the top um but so that there is a signifier there but now i just see the focus and um it just helps me be a little bit calmer so i think i'm carrying that into today and yeah, yesterday I was like, meh, you know, just kind of, I think appropriately medium is what I was um, just because of, you know, the time of the year and everything going on, darkness and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, today I feel pretty good. So maybe, I don't know, like a, like a two or a three, I feel, I feel um, like I was kind of worried yesterday when I was feeling a little bit off. I was like, oh no, like I don't want to do this like Jekyll and Hyde bullshit where like one week I feel good, the next week I feel <laughs> terrible. One week I feel good, the next week I feel terrible. So I was a little worried yesterday. I was like, so because I felt good last week, now I got to feel like shit this week, but thankfully I feel okay today. So that's a good, uh, that's a good thing. Perhaps I'll celebrate by having an old fashioned, um, but I, I, so when you mentioned the old fashioned, by the way, that, I don't know if you know, that's my, well, why would you know? But uh, that is my favorite cocktail. It's one of mine too. I love old fashions. I love any sort of like, like extremely boozy whiskey cocktail, you know, that's just like, there is no mixer. The drink is just alcohol. Right. You get alcohol. the big ice cube going, you get yeah. the appropriate amount of uh, orange peel going on to just give it mm -hmm. that zest. And then yeah. uh, perhaps a little bit of the a little bit of that sugar water going on just to keep yeah. it, keep it delicious. But yeah, yeah I respect that. Like a Negroni or like a Boulevardier, something like that. Just very simple. Just like, I want booze with my booze. If I'm drinking, I want booze with my booze. I don't want like a vodka soda. No, I want, you know, I want a nice brown liquor with some other liquors in it. <laughs> I want the full anxiety experience. Yeah. And that means, that, that means no watering it down. No. If I get the vodka soda, there's a good chance that I'll feel okay the next day. Yeah. But I need I to hydrated. ensure. Yeah. I need to ensure that I feel like 
a real piece of shit the next day. So yeah. that's why that's where the old fashioned comes in. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like I I should know better, but like most things in life, I just don't. <laughs> I think I should have that sign, like a sign in my office that says I should know better, because I, you know, like I will I have a propensity to eat something which I know could upset my stomach. Like there's literally a shawarma place near my house that is delicious. I love the people that run that spot. And especially during this time, like that's something I can sort of grab and go or like even just like look at them through the window and be like, I want like my usual and they can just like make it and it's really easy. They make it really spicy because I know I like it really spicy. I always pay for it because my stomach feels off. But but I still do it. And every time I'm like, you know what? This time it's going to be different. I'm not going to like pay for this for 24 hours with my stomach being up in arms. And every single time uh, it happens and I'm for some reason surprised. I know. So, it's because it sucks know. when there's a disconnect between what your brain wants and what your body wants. Like my brain and mouth want very spicy food. My body right. wants like, like. Boiled potatoes? No. <laughs> my body can handle spice but it wants like the mild side of medium whereas i want my mouth wants the hot side of medium you know and it's like i just i push it a little too far sometimes and then then it's like the next day but it's like a spiciness hangover i'm i'm picturing by the way like the that your life that you make a real effort over the next decade to just make your life increasingly more boring and then you write a tell-all memoir called the mild side of medium (laughs) (laughs) Um, of course of course sounds um, like a terrible life to i was gonna say like get a memoir out of it i guess i I really don't advise it i'd rather you write a memoir called wild times with old fashions to be (laughs) honest but uh this is just where my brain goes which is um a real gift and a curse (laughs) All right, so why don't we dive right into it? And I want to know, Chris, what exactly is the worst part of a hangover for you anxiety-wise? Yeah, so if I've overdone it, which is usually, like I'm usually pretty good if I'm just on my own, I don't know, like I guess now it's like playing poker online with friends or something, or I just, Bree and I decide we're going to, hang out and have a few extra drinks or whatever. It's usually not a problem. That's not my, it's not the issue. Nowadays, it's like if, and this is of course talking about the time um, BC before Corona, the the problem was like, you'd get a whole bunch of guys who are older and like really can't do what they used to do. But for some reason, like this like real idiotic masculinity comes over the whole group and it's like let's all pretend to be 20 again like let's play drinking games for three hours without drinking water that would be great and just it it just continues from there and then i wake up the next day and immediately i know i'm in trouble because it's like sure i don't feel great or whatever or i feel like a little bit like uh but like i can literally feel the like panicked electricity in my body you know like i have to it's almost like i i have to be like i have to remove myself from any high intensity situations i just like need to like take a moment because and that's the big thing for me actually is that when i'm like really genuinely hungover 
I get like surges of uh, like panic, like little panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And and the, re- the the problem with that can be that if you're signed up for like a bachelor party weekend or something like that, that you wake up like that in the second day and you're like, well, I don't want to be that guy like like jittering in the corner. Like I don't want to be that person, especially because I'm like a pretty outgoing, boisterous guy. And, you know, you're like, well, I'll just I'll just keep it up. So you're like, I guess I'll just have a couple beers or whatever. And then that turns into like a repeat of the night before. If you if I do that like three times in a row, um, that like fourth day lasts for like four weeks. You know what I mean? The the you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel haggard. And then that 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 like hangover, that mentality or whatever lasts. It lasts a long time. Maybe like quite literally like a week, a full mm-hmm. week of just like a full week of like waking up feeling like I'm not myself. I don't have my energy. I don't have my, you know, zest, whatever. Um, I guess the the big thing now is like the, the cost is pretty high. Um, and it's, it's kind of a good thing. Like I, I really don't drink to excess uh, anymore. That was kind of more, more back in the day, but at the same time too, if, if I do like the cost is, is there. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, that the panic attack thing would, would be the, the big thing for me. I, I just feel in my body, I just feel like a little bit on edge immediately. Um, I got, you know, probably a few other symptoms too, but I'll, I'll swing it back over to you so you can comment yeah. on what's, what's your biggest pain point. Yeah. I don't really get panic attacks, but I do get really, really bad headaches. That's usually gotcha. my main thing. Occasionally I'll get nausea. Um, but mostly it's headaches and the problem with when I have headaches is like, I already have a little bit, am on the ADD spectrum and have like a million different things going on in my head at all times. And so it's like, then all of a sudden my brain is just going like, there's pain, there's pain, there's pain at the same time as like, I'm having other thoughts, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like this thing where it's like, I can't focus on anything because my brain is so focused on the pain of having a headache that then it makes me like really snappy or really emotional. And then my reactions then create these situations that give me anxiety. So it's like, not so much the hangover itself that gives me the anxiety, but the place that it puts me, the person that it makes me be that day, who's really scattered and kind of like answering people really sharply because I'm in pain and all that kind of stuff. For me, that's really where the anxiety comes from is because I feel sort of out of control of my actions the following day. And then I start behaving in ways that I wish I wasn't. And then it becomes sort of the the shame flame, shame yeah. spiral scenario where it's like, yeah. well, I wouldn't be acting like this if I wasn't hungover. And if I didn't drink, I wouldn't have been hungover. And why can't you just not drink? Or why can't you just have one drink and not be hungover? You know, it's just one of those things that I kind of get into a weird spiral about. And uh, the obvious answer is not drinking, obviously. But I think for people with anxiety, it's really hard because a lot of the time we use drinking to sort of numb the anxiety or just tone it down a little bit. It's like a way of self-medicating. And obviously that can be taken to like an extreme. But I think for most of us who don't struggle with alcohol addiction, 
we do often have an alcohol habitual response. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I'm getting a little stressed. I'm getting a little anxious. This will help. Just having one drink will help, you know? And I think it can be sort of a trap sometimes. Yeah. So it's, it's, all those points are interesting. It's something that we talked about actually in the meeting new people episode a lot. I think alcoholism, whether we like it or not, is like this sort of accepted social lubricant. It's not like the 1950s at a diner where you'd be like, you want to go out for a Diet Coke? You know, like, or, like you want to go for a Coca-Cola? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it's just not the way it works. I, I, I had to revise that because I wasn't sure if Diet Coke existed back then. I think back then it was, full, it was all sugar all day. But hell yeah. My point, hell yeah. But my point is, as we referred to in the meeting new people episode, there is this propensity to you know, to have um, booze to be that sort of introductory thing. Like you, you get to know somebody and you say, Hey, like maybe we should go for a drink sometime or let's go for a couple of drinks or whatever that side of it. And also the other side of it, of course, is that if you're nervous about going to a party, if you're not terribly excited about going to a party, if you're anxious about going to a party, like usually you can, you know, people will try to get over that, um, particularly with social anxiety by just having a couple drinks and then, you know, they're a little bit more freewheeling. But the problem is, of course, that let's say somebody who has social anxiety in particular, they drink six drinks or whatever, whatever it is to sort of feel like they're a part of everything and having a good time and not be so caught up in their own thoughts because, you know, whatever we like to think, typically having a couple of drinks will real quiet that voice in your head that's saying this that and the other at least momentarily it comes back louder the next day it turns out but it does quiet it for a few moments and the problem is that if you're already prone to social anxiety and you have a bunch of drinks and have a good time or whatever then the next day you're really reviewing everything with a fine-tooth comb to pick out all the times you know, you, you're thinking to yourself, well, I had a couple extra drinks because I wanted to be more comfortable but then I said this and then I said that and then I did this and then I did that and it's that classic situation where these are all things that really stick out to you, but not everybody else is watching the things that you're saying and doing quite as closely as you are, right? You remember every single little thing. And, you know, unless you went in there, got a little too excited and flipped the table over, for the most part, you probably didn't do anything too out of line, you know? Yeah. 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 It's just such an easy trap to fall into because we hate feeling uncomfortable we hate feeling questioned and just like for some reason drinking just kind of smooths that all out and I'm someone who feels like they need to drink in a social situation because I have horrible social anxiety but I'm realizing now that I'm socializing with no one other than my husband and dog um, that I still actually have this sort of tendency to you know kind of numb out a little with alcohol and just be like okay like I just want to end the day and end my thoughts about the day you know what I mean and just like I want to kind of finish up the day and it's just my it's the way for some reason I look to alcohol very much it's like this is the end of the day this is the end of thinking Mm -hmm. this is the end of like questioning myself and having stress and whatever and so 
you know, then I'll have a drink. And I honestly think it would be mostly fine if that was where it ended. But the problem is that the next day my body just completely melts down. It's like someone threw water on the old Dell computer and now <laughs> and now it's like help! and like the floppy disk drive is sparking and all sorts of shit is going wrong. And so I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's like, I just want one thing, you know, like I don't want to, I'm not greedy. I just want one thing that's like my relaxing vice. Like I quit smoking. I don't smoke weed. And now it's like, I can't have alcohol. What? Come on. (laughs) Give me something 2020. Give me something. (laughs) Well, I think, I think alcohol consumption has gone up quite a bit during 2020 slash I know it has gone up quite a bit during 2020 because actually exactly what you said, um, we don't have those normal signifiers of, of a day's end. So it used to be that somebody would leave their office, they'd get home and then it would be like, oh, of course I'm not at the office. So I'm not working. Right. And now it's like you're at home working and then offering yourself a transition into I'm no longer working often looks like uh, having a drink. And then you're like, okay, so this, now I know I'm, I'm kicking things off. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be um, working any further, but of course that can be problematic over time. If you're doing that, you know, every single day, it just depends where it stops, right? Like if you, mm-hmm. if you're like work days over and then you drink from like, you just start drinking then and just don't stop until you're, passed out on the couch. I mean, that's going to be a little bit more problematic, but I think the other issue too, of course, is that I think there was a a higher incentive not to go in hungover to work, but when work just involves like getting up, rolling out of bed and hopping on a computer, I wonder how that's affected people's ability to control their drinking. And then I wonder how many more hangovers that's leading to. Yeah, like when, you know, you're not going into the office when you just need to like put on a shirt for the Zoom meeting, pants optional, then it's kind of like, eh, you know, eh, how 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 here do I really need to be? You start thinking. Right, yeah, exactly. Like I was, you know, as a student making sure that I was not going to be going in teaching hungover the next day because he, you talked before about like the sensitivity to light and sound and noise and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're teaching... <laughs> Especially when I was in Istanbul and like, I think I did a, I did a test at the beginning of the year on kind of where everyone was at and, and, you know, their, their personality types and all this kind of stuff. And like 97% of my class identified as outgoing or like extroverted. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. And that's just like sort of the Turkish culture there, but grade five (laughs) in Istanbul, it was not a class you want to be teaching hungover. So I was careful not to do that. You know, on the flip side of that coin, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a worse writer hungover. I'm, I'm pretty resilient. So if I do decide to have a couple extra drinks the night before, it's probably not going to affect me in the same way that I it would if I was um, teaching a, cl- uh, a class or, or teaching So in, in general. So, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just grateful that at this point I just have my, I don't know, my, my ducks in a row. I understand that I can't. I'm not going to make it if I just drink every night, but I do 
have, you know, I, I, I'm not scared to have a little bit of wine or a couple of beers or whatever, but I try to make sure that it's not like, it's not routinized or habitual that it's yeah. more like I'm going to enjoy this beer. So, you know, sometimes for, for example, we'll get some light beer in the house just to have around. And that's kind of easy to pick up and just have a couple, but sometimes you're like, well, why don't I get a couple of nice beers? And then I can make sure that if I do decide to drink, it's like, I'm going to take a moment and cherish this beer. Like I'm going to try it, think about it, not just sort of guzzle it down while you're doing other things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so jealous. Mostly is what I'm feeling. I'm just jealous. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Just something in the last like two years, I haven't really been able to, drink the way I used to even just drink it all very much so you know it's one of those things it's like oh shit now I just have to cope with just a lot of the boredom of being sober (laughs) you know what I mean like sometimes it can be really boring when you're like oh I want to end the night but if I drink I'm gonna have a headache so I just have to be sober and god damn it that's boring you know yeah no I understand I mean that's kind of why I'm I, I do appreciate the proliferation of, um, of like cannabis products in, in Canada for, there was a lot of people who were really just, they were drinking because that was what you did. And, and now they might want to have like, I don't know, a Friday night, night off or whatever. And they're able to like responsibly consume edibles or whatever. Um, I also know a lot of people who, who use CBD medicinally to, mm-hmm calm down and relax and yeah. all that kind of stuff. CBD is really good for me. Like I can't process THC. It makes me absolute anxiety spirals. Like the last time I accidentally imbibed THC because like my aunt grows and had like THC free weed and THC weed. The THC uh, weed was for my uncle and the regular or the CBD weed was for like her and for me. I accidentally smoked the THC weed and ended up hiding downstairs for like two hours because i was scared of being high so i I was trying to cook thanksgiving dinner like i had like a bunch of things on the stove and i was just like i can't handle this so i took a bunch of like half cooked vegetables off the stove and just put them like on various like uh you know hot plates and then just like went downstairs and forced myself to nap until i wasn't high anymore so THC and me don't get along, but CBD and me are best friends. There you go. There you go. I think, expensive. you know, the, the, pardon me. CBD oil is just expensive. Like I like it, yeah. but it's pricey. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. I mean, it's getting better in, in Canada, of, of course. And I think it's getting to the point now where there's like a prescriptive element to it as well. There's a lot of people who are struggling with anxiety or this, that, and the other, and they they want to be able to battle things a little bit more naturally and and not have some of the heavier prescriptions. And I think that's becoming a more accepted route, which I, which I appreciate. And I think the other thing to think about just the reason I really brought it up in the first place is just because, you know, marijuana, cannabis, how, however you want to refer to it in general has been demonized for forever. And alcohol was really in, in the hot seat as, as being the socially accepted things, largely just because of the the money to be made mm-hmm. um, and, and the fact that, you know, alcohol distributors got their, they just had more leverage and in, in, in controlling how things were going to pan out. But, you know, I, I always used to joke with, with people like, and it was, you know, really not, not something to joke about really, but it's just like, a, it, was a, it was more of a social commentary than anything else, which is like, 
you know, I had some friends who who were really addicted to pot and and they were probably a little lackadaisical, a bit forgetful and probably didn't have the best eating habits, you know, prone to waking up with their hands in a jar of peanut butter. But my friends that had serious alcohol problems, I mean, the issues they faced were were really, really significant. And that's not to belittle, I think addiction to anything is problematic, but I'm just, what I'm getting at is like, I think when we're just talking about this discussion about hangovers and that, like I, I would never want to convey or like glorify, like, it's great to be drinking all the time. You know, I don't struggle with hangovers as much. If I do go over the edge, it's really, you know, not a good thing for me. But at the same time too, alcohol is just something that we need to respect as people, you know, with, with anxiety. And so on the one hand, I feel like, I think it sucks quite honestly that you can't have a drink or two without paying a price for it. At the same time, you know, it's, uh, it's something we need to be weary of in, in general, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I, and I think it's like your body probably just has a higher sensitivity to it than, than a lot of other people. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's less harmful for other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have a reaction faster than most people do, but that doesn't mean that other people, aren't harming their bodies if they're going to an excessive level as well so like yeah yeah i just my body's very hyper vigilant to the point where i'm like relax guys it's all (laughs) right we got it under control here but um yeah yeah i just think in general you know you need to be mindful about you know what you're consuming what you're putting into your body and it can be all sorts of things and anything taken to the extreme can be dangerous. I mean, a sugar addiction taken to the extreme can cause sure. diabetes and all sorts of like lifelong health problems, you know, there's so like, you know, to demonize one substance over the other is like, you're kind of missing the point. The point is like, it's about working within your body, working within what makes you feel okay and what doesn't make you feel okay where do you start to uh where do you start to really suffer some consequences and um trying to do that before you start suffering the consequences i guess yeah and th- sorry this is just, it just brought up i just was thinking about something while you were talking which is i guess the role of a host uh or like the role <laughs> of a co-host but, <laughs> but um i was just thinking about the fact that um Part of the reason that I get anxious about hangovers is because I know that there's a chance that the next day I'll feel a certain way. And so the reason that can be problematic, and I think just generally speaking for people drinking who have anxiety in general, is that you sort of wake up the next day already with this system. You're tra- you're, you're tracking yourself. How do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? Am I anxious? Am I anxious? Am I panicked? Am I yeah. feeling panic attacks? Like you're on guard mm-hmm. for, and that's what kind of reminded me of, uh, of this sentiment because you were talking just a second before about how like your bodies are on guard and, and sort of getting yeah, ready yeah. for it. And I think, I think that's a thing, like the next day I wake up and I have to immediately put on the radar and just figure out like, am I anxious? Am I anxious? Am I not? Am I panicked? You know, and you, you sort of have to get into that zone. And so that's part of the anxiety I feel about being hungover is I know that sometimes when I'm hungover, I feel a certain way. And so I have to start to figure out, do I feel that way this time? Do I not feel that way? You know, it's, it's like you're almost forced to check in with yourself with a bit more 
umph, you know, and yeah. then um, and then you have that going on at the same time as you have all these other questions going on, like, did you make an ass of yourself? You know, do people hate you now? Yeah. Um, which I'm actually learning is really common with, uh, particularly with the combination of ADHD and anxiety. The the and I don't want to go too far on a side tangent here, but I think it's relatively applicable actually. Is that uh, it's, it's hyper common with ADHD anxiety to to feel like um, like what you're saying is going to make people not like you, that you're not likable, that you don't have a lot to offer. That like going down that rabbit hole of like I'm not interesting or um, everybody hates me and all this kind of stuff, and really creating these narratives in your head is is apparently quite common and so i i can imagine that the the hangover is like the the real proliferation of of that thinking as well mm -hmm. uh, in some way yeah yeah definitely definitely i guess my main struggle is um just having a hard time shutting off my brain and alcohol sometimes feels like the solution to telling my brain to take a break but it often backfires and then I'm paying the price the next day or even just I tend to be paying the price like the night of where it's like I get the headache about an hour or two after I have a drink or two and then it becomes the thing where like I'm lying in bed and hating my life or like being so stupid to have drank again and you know I start like already bemoaning how horrible tomorrow's going to be. And it gets to the thing where like, and then it's almost like I get into this weird sort of very silent temper tantrum where I like, no, I'm not going to bed yet. Like my head hurts and I'm just going to lie in bed and my head hurts and I deserve this headache or something. And it's just weird. It's a weird thing. But like, that's what happens when I drink too much. And again, by drink too much, I literally mean... <laughs> One 1.5 servings of alcohol. Um, when I get a headache that starts at night, it's even worse because that's when the anxiety just like is like, oh, get ready for a fucked up day tomorrow. Like <laughs> you really shat the bed here. You're going to really hate your life tomorrow. So you better just stay up and look at a screen with that headache and just suffer for a while. I think. I think, Allison, that the two of us need to go on a cross-country tour. We can choose the country, Canada or the U.S., whatever, or maybe both, depending on how sought after we are, and just go into classrooms and be like, you think you want to drink, huh, punk? You think you want to drink? Do you know how anxious you're going to be? Like, Just like really throw it down and be like, you're going to lie in bed and wonder you're going to feel like you got hit in the face with a two by four. Like, I think we should really, we could do a lot of um, positive outreach here. Do we you think? Could, we could be like, dare, dare ba, dare to resist drugs and alcohol because of anxiety. I can't remember what dare stood for, but I think. Drug abuse resistance. Drug abuse resistance education. education. Okay. Yeah. Looks like we, we Google at similar speeds. Yes. Wow. But yeah, Impressive. we could be like the the anxious dare people. We can be dare, but I mean, it sounds like a kind of sounds like a a beanie baby or something like a Aww. giraffe beanie baby dare, but rare one. But uh, yeah, let's be a rare <laughs> rare one. 
one thing I did want to mention, and I don't think I mentioned it so far, but it was at the beginning, I mentioned the anxiety thing. And I did want to mention that there was a 2017 study that did say that almost 25% of people felt anxiety when hungover. And so that was, that was the study of, I think it was like something like 2000 individuals between the age of 18 and 30, something like that. It was a relatively sizable study. And this was people who were feeling symptoms of anxiety who didn't regularly experience anxiety. So to me, that just indicates big time. Like we just have to be weary of the fact that I think I was joking with you before we started recording that like, if there's a 25% chance that people who don't regularly experience anxiety are going to be anxious when they're hungover, there's like a 3000% chance that you're going to feel anxiety. If you have anxiety, you know, like acute anxiety when you, when you're hungover. So I think the, you know, just again, like probably like everything else, it's just that, that mindful moderation, right? If you are looking to sort of, um, reduce your drinking or replace your drinking with something else. One thing that I took like a, um, I was trying to take a three month break from alcohol. It ended up being like about two and a half, but, um, what helped me was having a lot of like sparkling water and then like delicious flavored fruit syrups. Sometimes I would make my own. So like I would buy berries and boil them with some sugar and just have like strawberry sodas. Or now I have some like elderberry cordial or something fancy. Um, But just like having something that felt like a treat. And also a lot of the, I realized that a lot when I quit drinking, um, because I was drinking maybe every day, but like one or two glasses a day. And I was feeling like shit five out of seven days of the week. Um, was I was realizing what I actually was missing after a couple days wasn't actually the alcohol, but the sugar. So having like a little bit of the sugar to kind of just like, you know, not go 100% cold turkey. It's like, I'm taking out the alcohol component, but I'm still leaving the sugar in there. That kind of helped me, uh, reduce my alcohol intake and ever since I did that like two and a half month break it's been easier for me to drink less despite you know my current situation from last night but I genuinely like it is helpful to just like break the pattern to just sort of like flip the circuit and just be like all right let's see what like 30 days or 60 days without does for me and then I can reintroduce it and sort of you know see what happens from there. Like, I'm not saying people shouldn't drink, but if you have anxiety, you're getting hangovers a lot, like it might be worth it just to see what your life is like if you don't drink for a little bit, what happens with your anxiety. If that's, you know, it's just like an elimination diet. You know, if you, if you're having like a stomach issue and you stop eating like gluten and dairy for a little bit to see if, you know, that you can get some relief. Like that's how I view playing around with your alcohol intake as well. Like what is your life like if you aren't, you know, drinking and getting occasional hangovers? Like, is that good for your anxiety or does it make almost no impact on it? You know, you kind of have to do it Mm -hmm. to decide. So um, those are just a few of the things that helped me. And I'm thinking after today, I'm like, oh, I need to go on another like 30 or 60 day kick with no drinking maybe in the new year. So We'll see. That sounds like a good, we'll a keep good new year goal. Posted. I think that's yeah. Keep everyone posted on that. Great. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, and 
that's a that's a good tip as well. I mean, I think I like the idea of what you said of just you know give yourself an opportunity to see what it's like on the other side of that. You know, if you if you're in a routine where you are having a fair amount of drink and you are anxious, just figure out if there's a correlation there. I mean, for me, I had no idea the impact that coffee was having on me. I just had drank coffee for so long. I just assumed it was just like drinking water to me. I just assumed like, well, water wouldn't make me anxious. And then I started to research it more and my anxiety was getting so bad that I was just like, I gotta, I need to get help and figure out what's going on here or whatever. And it was only when I stopped drinking coffee that I was like literally within three days, my anxiety was like 40% of what it was without drinking coffee. And so that was helpful for me. Alcohol doesn't have the same effect on me, but if I am drinking too much for sure, it can. And I also see, you know, my best buddy um, just had a stint where he was drinking, you know, a little bit more than he, uh, you know, I guess a little bit more than he would like. Right. And, uh, and so he decided to take a break from, from booze and turns out that was a huge help for his anxiety. I mean, like he used to be kind of uh, difficult to reach and, uh, you know, both kind of like literally via phone and emotionally. And, and he's sort of kicked off booze. And I think he's feeling much better from a mental health perspective, but he's got his own things too, right? Like he'll, he got really into, uh, he became like a connoisseur of non-alcoholic beers because Mm -hmm. he realized that he wasn't into alcohol. Actually, he was into being in a social gathering and feeling like he was a part of something. And so I think there's actually a beer called Partake, which has like 0.02% alcohol and it tastes good apparently. And so now um, he still doesn't drink much because he doesn't want to necessarily open that uh, open that door, so to speak. But, you know, sometimes if we're out golfing or something like that, he'll he'll have a Partake, you know, and I think that's cool. But yeah. anyways. Yeah, kombucha is also like a really good thing. It's like, you know, point, point 0.2 or point 0.4 percent alcohol, but it has like the fizziness and the um the kick that flavor the, the that kick, t- the fermented, like. yeah it has the fermented thing that makes you feel like you're actually drinking something that's like cidery or mm-hmm. or um beer like and you know you won't get any sort of buzz from it but um it just has that sort of feeling of like oh i'm drinking something and participating i like the partake though that's a cool brand. yeah it's right. yeah isn't it I, I thought it was a really cool brand because he's he's just he does like take some CBD oil sometimes to calm down and relax and, and has a partake or two, but he's, he's, I'm so proud of him. You know, he's done an amazing job. Um, but it's, it's about figuring out what works, you know, for everybody. And I think that's like, that's probably the the moral of this episode. It's not like to say, just even looking at the way that you and I each experience alcohol is so different. So mm-hmm. you have to imagine everyone who's listening to this is going to experience it differently. And for some people, this is just going to be an interesting, uh, you know, conversation about, Hangovers and alcohol, well, hopefully interesting at least, but, um, you know, just listening into how two people experience it and they might have no problem with it. Other people, you know, it might be like, it might be like in your case where um, a drink's going to send them into hangoverville and that just has implications they don't want to deal with. So I think the important thing is to take a step back and um, try to just examine some of that, the, the habituation of it, like just try to look at, okay, so am I drinking because it's five o'clock or am I drinking because I want to have a beer you know like i think that that can be the big thing is that we can routinize some of this stuff especially right now and and um looking back a little bit more objectively and 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 like intentionally and for me that just means that i'll just go out and buy a couple of beers i really wanted to try and then rate them on untapped you know and Mm -hmm. then and then that feels like 
I don't need to have six. I'll just have, you know, a beer. And that's great because that's like, it's an event unto itself. And then I'll cherish it and drink it slower and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So all these things help, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just mindful consumption and like knowing why you're doing what you're doing instead of just doing things because you've been doing them and it's habitual. Right. And, and that can be complicated, especially during this time, right? Because yeah. you have like a, you have like a pang to do something that almo- it almost feels like hunger. You know, your, your body can't yeah. separate or your mind can't separate it. So like in essential boredom of, yeah, 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 exactly. Forever and ever and ever. It feels like with months left to go and you're just like, Ugh, I need to do something to not be this existentially bored. Yes, I think, yeah, I think that's right. And so you're, mind or body or whatever constructs this thing where it's like it's the, it's almost the same thing as like you're hungry go get food but it's like yeah it's like you're bored go get beer or like whatever it yeah. is so we got to be weary of that but i also feel like at the same time too like i don't want to be too hard on myself either um you know thankfully i'm somebody who has a, a good grasp on how much i should be doing what what actually makes sense for me you know i, I haven't been hung over in in I can't even remember the last time I was really hungover. However, of course, this is where I'd expect you to throw fuck you in my direction because yeah, I'm, just like, I'm just, yeah. just keeping my mouth shut trying not yeah. to do uh, it's okay. I, I threw a fuck you. relationship. <laughs> I threw a fuck you at myself for you. So Perfect. there, you didn't have to do it. You didn't have to come across as the, as the, as the bad person here. But I, I guess I just, I, I have a good conception of what's good or bad for me. I, I, and, and, and I feel like there are times where I just get into that routine too heavily and I have to take a step back and just realize like, I need a breather here. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I won't have a beer again in a couple of days. It just like, I don't, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be like, I'm never drinking again. You know, it, it, there's, there's a, there's a middle ground there. And mostly it's just about taking, giving myself a chance to pause and think about, is this the best for me right now? Or, or or is this not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of where I, I, I get my head around it, but I, I also, I just know with such clarity at this point that nothing good comes of me being really hungover. And so I, I do need to make sure that if I'm having a couple of drinks, sure. But if I'm really going full tilt, um, I just got to be weary of that. And I also have, I have, uh, I have, haven't really been seeing people, so it's not a big issue, but like, I have some, I have some friends where it's just like, they they've got a they've got a a passion for for like boozing and catching up on old times and if i'm not careful i can like i can be a couple of pitchers of beer deep being like uh-oh you know yeah so um and a lot of this stuff again comes down to like if i literally was just like i'm not going to booze that much right now like i'm not i'm it's tuesday night and i know you're going back to wherever tomorrow but like i'm not going to join you on this ride I don't have a single friend I know that would be like, well, we're not hanging out. But yeah. in my head, it's like this like appeasement thing, you right. know, where you're like, well, I, you can create that, that list of excuses, but that's probably, um, probably uh, aligned with actually a lot of some of what we said, right. Where it's just like, it's, it's more about making sure you're not adding to the narratives that convince you to do something. Like oftentimes it's just about pulling back and being like, I think this is just me. I'm creating this. That's not somebody yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. A lot of it is just your own persuasive brain. Yeah. Away. Exactly. I think that that was kind of tips and all that kind of stuff. And we can probably just go into the last segment here, right? Like I think yeah, I think yeah. we've kind of said all we can about the 
about <laughs> being anxious about being hungover, right? Yep. I think uh, I think we've covered it. I you have sufficiently made me not want to touch a bottle of alcohol for ten days. I will drink on Christmas, but I think I will not touch booze before then. I am good traumatized <laughs> <laughs> because of me. <laughs> no, just like just existing through today. <laughs> okay, cool. I thought there was like something I said. We were like, no. and then I got onto this podcast, no. and this smug son of a bitch made me hate. <laughs> alcohol forever cool uh well i'm gonna guess that you're not patting yourself on the back for going full tilt on that old-fashioned last night and the hangover you've had today definitely not but Uh, what are you patting yourself on the back for i will pat myself on the back for um reaching a big business milestone last night um just a certain page view goal that i have been hoping for with my new site um and I reached it last night, which is why I dabbled in the old fashioned. But uh, I will choose to focus on the part where I actually like achieved something, was super excited, and like didn't then immediately like set the goalposts like further in the future to then be like, okay, I reached this, but like, you know, but then I need to start working on how to reach this. Like, I actually just like fucking celebrated my goal Good for you which i don't usually do i usually just tend to be like okay yay <laughs> and like do like a very half-hearted like pom-pom wave and then, I'm and like, then move oh, the right. bar yeah move the bar to like the next like exponential digit you know being like okay great um now i'm going to focus on um you know making 10 times that so let's do that now right now you know what i mean like so. i love how like hyper hyper ambitious allison is like ditzy and mean and like and like not like not thoughtful at all (laughs) okay so like whatever we're just moving forward yeah basically like the the mythical bully that i was actually never (laughs) bullied by because i didn't really go to a school that really had a lot of bullying but like that to me i guess i've just internalized like video you created the mythical bully that you never had is that what you're saying essentially yeah yeah um (laughs) all right how about you chris what are you patting yourself on the back for so what am i patting myself on the back for uh well firstly i'm patting myself on the back for actually taking a weekend Ooh. Um, that's uh that's something i'm i haven't done in a long long time you know what actually that's just like forget about firstly that's just what i'm patting myself on the back for <laughs> i'm patting myself on the back for taking a weekend i cannot uh, remember the last time i just took saturday and sunday to uh primarily just like actually relax and get you know get my head on straight a little bit i feel like i had actually a couple of good ideas that just sort of came to me out of the blue just because i was giving myself that chance to relax a little bit and uh i i appreciated that a lot actually just just um not putting too much pressure on myself of course i worked a bit on sunday on like ulterior projects like i'm working on a project right now with my grandpa's war letters that just doesn't feel like work to me. So I just like, I, I, I worked on that on Sunday and that didn't feel so bad, but I just, I just made sure that I didn't accidentally start working on Saturday and Sunday that things that uh, would sort of um, get me back on that work treadmill, you yeah. know, things that I, I, I didn't have a problem thinking or considering things that were outside of that realm, but I did, I just didn't want to open that box uh, 
so to speak. So Pandora's box. Pandora's box. Yeah. Um, that should be a sponsor for us. So I don't know if someone makes a Pandora's box out, out of Zeus? ingest. Um, <laughs> no, it, it would have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a contact for Zeus, Allison? Or? No, no. I hear he works for the Greek tourism board. Maybe we can. Uh, okay. We'll use our contacts there. Yeah. <laughs> all right sweet i'll send out some some emails and see if we can get on board with that but anyways i am notoriously bad for taking two days off in a row like literally i'll wake up the following day and be like well since you did nothing yesterday you better make today hell <laughs> and so uh i'm i'm just realizing like that's just not going to be sustainable during this period yeah you need to give yourself some some time to to breathe and um time to not be working because it's it's too easy to work all the time and so yeah that is what i shall pat myself on the back for well deserved um, weekends yes. are good yes 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 um sweet well i think that about sums it up um i guess we won't ask for a collective cheers based on the topic <laughs> at hand but uh i guess i hope some of this we can have like a seltzer clink yeah, exactly. A seltzer clink indeed. Well, I hope this was an interesting um, walk down, uh, I was going to say memory lane for some people, because I'm assuming they're going to remember all their hangovers. But then I was like, I don't know if people want to remember that. Um, no memory lane, depending on whether or not you black out, which I don't, because by the time I get to the point where I would ever be able to black out, I'm already in so much pain and agony that I can't drink anymore. So Lexi, you're, 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 you need to be like the anti-booze. adapted to like not make a fool of myself when I drink. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. We're coming from two different sides of the spectrum here. So I think, I think um, people will get something out of it, but um, either way, um, whether you drink or don't, anything in between, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, of course, we would kindly ask you to subscribe and share it uh, where you can, if you can. If you want to leave a review or rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, that would be fantastic, but no pressure. And if you can't wait until next week for another episode, we've got a pretty decent library now of uh, episodes for you to go back on if you haven't listened to any. So we encourage you to do that as well. And I will offer no more directives um, just to say thanks for listening and we will catch you again soon. Talk soon. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Bye.